بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد ما بردن سيسترز many people ask me this question with regard to the uh protests that are happening in uh, different parts of the world including in america against whatever is happening in gaza and uh, sometimes people feel uh, you know we are doing all this we are protesting what not but what's the result we don't see anything happening and similar statements so i thought let me share with you my thought on this i want to share with you two of my own principles in life first principle is i say to myself and i want to share that with you i will not allow i will not allow what is not in my control to prevent me from doing what is in my control i will not allow what is not in my control to prevent me from doing what is in my control now this comes out of another thought and another principle another actual reality and that reality is that when we stand before allah on the day of judgment allah will not ask us what happened allah will ask us what did you do because allah knows what happened allah does not need me to inform him what happened but allah also knows what i did but this is the shahada i will have to give what did you do so on the on the first hand i will not allow because of this i will be asked what did i do so therefore i will not allow what is not in my control to prevent me from doing what is in my control so right now it is not in my control it is not in your control at least the people we know to stop what is happening in gaza it's not in our control we don't have the authority the means but what is in our control is to raise our voice against it because the hadith of rasulullah sallam he said if you see something wrong stop it with your hand and if you cannot stop it with your hand and speak out against it and if you cannot even speak out against it then hate it in your heart and this last one is the sign of the weakness of your faith so raising our voice against this believe me if the killing of children is not wrong then nothing is wrong <coughs> the fact that we even need the fact that we even need millions of people in the world to come out in the streets and say stop killing children the fact that we even need this shows that our moral compass is not only broken and smashed but it is lost why should anyone say this i mean why why is it necessary for somebody to remind and the fact that despite that reminder nothing is happening shows where we are <coughs> 
So it is even more important to raise our voice against this. Third reason, in this whole atmosphere of sadness and depression and despair and hopelessness and everyone feeling, you know, what is the good, I can't do anything. It is very invigorating and it is very uh, strengthening and it is very encouraging to see two things. One, that you are not alone because there are literally hundreds and thousands of people who are standing there with you. And the second one is also to realize that in those hundreds and thousands of people, all are not Muslim. But there is a huge number of people who are not Muslim. If you just look at the banners in these, uh, in these uh, you know, the protests and so on, you've got all kinds of banners. Huh? Banners of uh, Orthodox Jews, of Hindus, of Christians, of all kinds of people, right? Who are standing with the Muslims, standing together to protest against what is happening in Gaza. So, Alhamdulillah, let us remain with what we can do. And don't get discouraged. And don't stop doing it. Do that and do more. Because this is what we can do. This is, our, this is in our control. Don't allow what is not in our control to prevent us from doing what is in our control. So very important for us to focus on this. The I want to share with you a, a, a true story. Happened to me. I was in a shop in India in my childhood. I went to buy some rice. So those of you who are, you would have seen some version of this. When you go to these stores, there is this guy who is weighing the rice. So if you say, I want 20 kilograms of rice, because we used kilos, not pounds, 20 kilos of rice. So what he does is, there is a scale, there is a balance, right? So he takes, the, now the rice is in a sack on the ground. This balance is on the countertop. So this guy takes a weight, 20 kilogram weight, and he puts it on one side of the balance. So the, that pan of the balance now is on the countertop. It's sitting there. Other pan is up in the air. Now the man takes the rice with a scoop. He takes it and he pours it into this pan which is on top. This pan is like a bucket. He takes it and pours it and pours it and pours it. So he is now putting 1 kilo, 2 kilo, 5 kilo, 10 kilo, 15 kilos, right? What do you see? How, what happens to these two pans? This, this position of the two pans, what happens? Nothing happens. Nothing happens. This 20 kilos is sitting there. The other one is on top. This man is pouring and pouring and pouring. Nothing happens. It's just like this. 15 kilos, 17 kilos, 18 kilos, 19 kilos. Nothing happens. Does he stop doing it? No. He does. Have you ever seen a situation where the man says, he, he tells you, he says, you know, I'm sorry, nothing is happening, right? Go to some other store. I can't give you 20 kilos of rice. You see, you see I'm working so hard. I put so much of rice. Nothing happens. So go, go somewhere else. Does it happen? No. Why? Because he knows what is going to happen. He knows what is going to happen. You also know what is going to happen. 
what is going to happen now when he puts 19 kilos now he puts 19 and a half you see there is some slight movement then he puts more then there is some more movement and finally he puts it with his hand little bit like this until the balance pans are equal and then maybe just to make, to please you he puts a little bit more then the, <laughs> this can pan comes down this pan out he gives you 20 kilos and maybe a little bit more right now that is an important thing to remember which is that two very important principles from this number one until 19 and a half kilos nothing will happen and at 20 kilos the balance will tip two very critical principles until 19 and a half kilos nothing will happen so if i say i'm working hard nothing is happening because it is still not 19 and a half so what must i do keep putting keep don't worry about this don't worry about nothing is happening i'm not seeing result no 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 our job is to put the rice just think about the sahaba of rasulullah think about people like musa bin ibn umar radiyallahu anhu things like somebody like abdullah bin rawaha radiyallahu anhu abdullah bin uh, bin jahash radiyallahu anhu right think about people like this these are people who take about hamza bin abdul muttalib radiyallahu anhu people who died before fatah makkah so people who died in badr people who died in uhud people who died in the, in khandaq and so on did they see a victory no they did not see any victory i mean badr yes but in uh, uhud they saw defeat in khandaq only one person one or two people passed away in that Sa'ad bin Mu'ad bin Ardalanu was one of them. But the point I'm making is that those Sahaba who died, who became Shaheed before Fatah Makkah, they did not see success. But did they stop their effort? Did they say, Ya Rasulullah, you know, we have been working so hard, nothing is happening. I think you should change this whole thing. Right? Did they say that? No. After Fatah Makkah, then you had Hunayn, then you had other things, and then in the Khilafah Rashida, you had victories but the people who died before that but think about this every single thing which happened after that the reward of that goes to those people because all the victories which came they came on the shoulders of those people on people like Musa ibn Umayr radiallahu and, and others radiallahu majmain they are the people who carried that on their shoulders if you want a big a huge fantastic beautiful building to stand you have to have a very big massive foundation in the ground right so what goes into the foundation rocks how many rocks as many as required the bigger the foundation the more the rocks now if you are a rock if i am a rock say you are granite or something i am granite and if I say I want to be used in this building because that will give me value, this is a building worth something, I want to be used here, but I will not go into the foundation. I want to be on the face of the building, polished granite on the face of the building. And every rock says I want to be on the face of the building. Will this building ever happen? <coughs> is there a building without a foundation? So some of the rocks have to say, I want this building badly enough to go into the foundation and be buried and nobody knows except the construction of the building. 
But the whole building will stand on me. I know this and my Rabb knows this. Nobody else. It doesn't matter if I'm not on the face of the building. No problem. I am in the foundation. On me, the whole building is standing. But I will not be known. Nobody will even know I existed because I've gone into the ground buried. Until the rocks are ready to do that, building won't stand. If every rock wants to be on the face of the building, I want publicity, I want name, I want fame, I want my picture somewhere, I want uh, YouTube, I want... No, 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 no. Work for the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unknown, no noise, no, no name, no fame, no money, just work for the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens doors. I remind myself and you, this is how we should look at what is happening in life, inshallah. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمة الله.